0: You're listening to the after the show movie podcast brought to you by aScully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace and Sid Talk. Hello Sid Talk. Yellow. Hello listeners. <clears throat> Hello everybody. You know what's really annoying?
1: <laughs> One thing? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead <laughs> um, fill me in
0: where, uh, my amplifier in my home theatre is going on the fritz and I have mm-hmm. to get a new one it's kind of annoying kind of how long have we had it though?
1: oh I don't even know
0: we've had it so long it doesn't even have If for anybody who's technical it doesn't have HDMI on it it's old <laughs> but it does sound really good but not anymore because it keeps it keeps throwing a uh... what what happens? the rear speakers just kind of randomly stop working
1: is it the rear ones
0: yeah it's always the rear ones never the front ones
1: oh the ones right by my head yeah the side ones. okay yeah Yeah.
0: never the front ones which means it could actually still be useful for a set for a setup with only two speakers at the front you could put it upstairs i could maybe i can repurpose it when i'm done (laughs) but anyway it means i have to get another
1: yeah. Is this a sob story? Are you <laughs> trying to get people to like, do a Kickstarter for you or something? Yeah.
0: Please kickstart my new receiver. <laughs> Please send me a new receiver. You know what? We'll be okay. I'm not one, but
1: We can hear our movies just fine.
0: Um, Alright, so um, it is Saturday, January the 26th. This is after the show. We have a movie review podcast. This is our 567th episode. We're looking at a movie this week, as we do every week. This one is Susperia. It's a 2018 movie. Releases on Blu ray on January the 29th. It's rated R. It's, our friends at Lionsgate and Amazon Studios sent us a copy for review early. Thank you very much. And Sid Tart will give you the synopsis of Susperia.
1: Will I? That's, that's a. Um, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, spoilers. Because we're gonna have some spoilers. No, here. I can't
0: have spoilers in the synopsis.
1: You have to because if you don't know w- what you're going into, and I'm telling you, then you're gonna know. So I'm spoiling that. All
0: right, let's let's straight up off the bat, spoilers.
1: <laughs> a witch's coven in the 1970s in Berlin, and uh, is that a statement? It's a. That's the that's the summary. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Which is Coven, it looks like a dance studio, company, whatever, highly politically charged. Berlin in the 70s, we weren't there, but it was a volatile time.
0: Yeah. All right, so is that your... That's
1: it. I don't even even know how to synopsisize. No. All right, so there will
0: be spoilers during this review. Yeah, that was a big one. And you probably haven't... Well, you've either seen this in the cinema, you haven't seen it at home yet. You can very soon. So maybe if you haven't, go and see it, then come back and listen to what we have to say. Or if you don't care, <laughs> then you're like, witches, I'm out. <laughs>
1: I'm out. <laughs> Berlin, <laughs> Just, I'm out. 1970s, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Politics, I'm out. Yeah. Um. So. But that doesn't even do it justice. It's like it doesn't even make sense to say any synopsis for this movie. It's like we- the movie we'd mentioned to his mother with the exclamation point also. Yeah. Not the kind of movies you sit around summing up.
0: Right, we, but we are going to actually... I've got a lot to say about this movie, and you probably have too, so...
1: I have some.
0: Let's get to the movie Suspiria. This is a... They're, cu- they're calling it, even Amazon say on the box, a remake of the 1977 Dario Argentino, or Dario Argento, classic. Some people say it's a classic, some people say it's a lot of old trash, I'll say it's a classic, because I did see it back in the 80s. Yeah, but what makes
1: a classic a classic? It's Let's really creepy,
0: clear. and it is very, like, is interestingly it, Does it stand filmed. out
1: in your mind? Because it was unlike anything you've ever seen. which it stands does not out in my mind speak, always. It doesn't speak, it doesn't define quality.
0: No. Well, Argento, um, he, like, fronted the, I think it was called the giallo movement of, like... Um, like Italian horror films in the 70s and 80s. They were all kind of gross. A lot of them were like detective movies, but with like a gore element to them. And Suspiria is one of his most famous ones. Um, Yeah, as you just said, it might not be high art or anything.
1: I didn't say that. I'm just saying that because something's very different and you think of it as a classic because A, you saw it when you were young and impressionable, B, because it's weird and out and like kind of crazy and twists your mind around, doesn't make it a classic, doesn't make it good.
0: No. But it is, let's say,
1: memorable, maybe.
0: Renowned amongst horror, like people who like 70s horror.
1: Right, but they're under the exact same ways of being impressed upon as you.
0: So, and like I just said to you before we went on the thing, I'm not like a super fan of Suspiria. I just saw a lot of Argento movies during that time and I did like quite a few of them. Um, Now, this one, which, and I've seen both of them and you've only seen this one, right? Mm -hmm. So there's two different, you know, opinions, I guess. Now, this one I wouldn't say is a remake like they are saying. I would say it's like a taking the core element of it and building on it and making it, it's different. It's very different, this movie. But the core element of that original movie is in it. It's just not told the same way. So, um, like I say, I'm not a massive, I'm not like a major fanboy of that original film, but I do see what, I, there was something about it because I still remember it. Now this one, and I love Mother, right? Mm-hmm. It was one of, I really liked that movie that year. This one, you know, in the vein of Mother, it's got that oddness to it where you're watching it and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen minute to minute here. It's kind of off. Something feels off. feels kind of, you know.
1: You mean not, off as in disorienting or off as in bad? Off, off as in... Like rotten disorient
0: Disorienting. <laughs> and that, yeah, not bad. Like okay. it's bad. Like it's a terrible movie. No. More like, yeah, this is interesting because I'm not quite sure... Even though I, me, who's already seen the original, knows kind of the heart of the movie and what is going to come of that, which kind of happens in this movie, is a bit different. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that stuff, but there's a lot of other story in here which I didn't really like. And I said that to you earlier, right? Mhm. There's, there's another story in here.
1: But I mean, to you, there is. So, what you're doing constantly here is comparing
0: yeah, well, to the
1: original, which I don't have. So, everything you're saying is like, yeah, but the original didn't have this and the original didn't do this. Well, oh, that's not, I'm not really. I'm not
0: slagging this movie off because it did something different. I'm not saying. Than you're just original.
1: saying that, well, this one doesn't have that. Yeah. Well, so what? Well, this I'm is, saying this is this and that's not. No,
0: that. this is this. That, and that. Let, let's not compare it. And let me say that I, in this movie, there's a whole story about this old guy who's actually played by tilda swinton and it's kind of off it puts me off do you like her playing an old guy didn't bother me at all uh, to me it's like i, I, I can't it's like a, a trick you seem to have brought lots of biases to this movie no i'm just telling you <laughs> you got what the original
1: you don't like you don't like swinton as a man i mean you know these things are the
0: original i don't No, i do like
1: no you're comparing it to the original sorry then and you don't like it in comparison to the original Um, necessarily
0: no even seeing it as a different thing I found that story with Tilda Swinton being this old guy
1: yeah but if you didn't have the original in your mind no let's not
0: I've just said I'll wipe the original out no
1: you're not though I'm asking no but I will
0: though right so what I'm saying is but you
1: didn't while you were watching the movie
0: I found it terribly boring that that story I found it like slow moving
1: yeah but if you'd never seen the original
0: I think I'd still feel the same I disagree. I feel like this. This is a. This movie is two hours and thirty minutes. I said to you, I don't think I. I like long movies. I don't care if a movie's long, but this movie felt like it needed to be edited or something. It just felt too long for me. You disagree? Disagree? Yeah, I felt that there's like a, like there's there's the witches part of this movie, and then there's this other part of the movie, and I don't actually hundred percent see where why they need each other you know
1: Mm.
0: like if i was to remove that tilda swinton old man story and you were only left with the ballet place dancy story it wouldn't matter right
1: i disagree so i didn't i don't see it the way you did so i disagree like
0: you could write it you could just do a few edits and cuts and it would make sense the other way as well and you would have removed a lot of the but movie.
1: a lot of movies would work that way. So I'm not sure how applicable. I don't know,
0: that it is. just kind of stood out in this movie. It felt like there's this political kind of story message. And then there's this horror story over here. And, yeah, and they the don't horror feel story, like the gel The together. horror story
1: is a reflection of the ideology thing about the politics. So I think they go together quite well.
0: Right. And I don't think I don't while watching it, I kept feeling this jarring this is a thing, this is a thing, I'm watching two things. And I just kept feeling it. Don't know if that was to do with the editing or just the script in general, the way it is. But there was times where I was like, can we get off this thing and back to the witches thing? Because I'm interested in that part. Now, that's just my criticism of it. Let's say, let you say from the what you think, what how, why it kind of worked for you.
1: Well, I mean... Don't know why it worked, but it made sense when I'm, when they are explaining in sort of a bizarre way. I mean, you have to, you have to, this movie doesn't give you anything. You have to pull it all out like full in teeth. You have to figure it out for yourself so it could be incorrect. But the the time that it's set in, 1970s, we mention a lot about World War Two, about people being taken to, you know,
0: Um, concentration concentration
1: camps camps and the politics of that and the personal responsibility of, and I'm just going to put it out there, this movie is heavily weighting it on men being at fault. Again, it's not overt. I mean, it is a couple of times, but you get the vibe.
0: Uh, There's a very overt time.
1: (laughs) There's one very overt one, (laughs) yes. But I'm just saying, like, it's not put out there like this is the whole point or anything, but... So the, the comparison or the whatever you call it when you take like the real life thing of the Third Reich and Hitler and dictatorships, fascism, the control over the many based on the ideals of one and how they use everybody else as their puppets and control everybody. And that if you're not in that, then you're an outsider and that there's almost this hypnotic thing about it and how could anyone get sucked into it? And then now you're watching this coven of witches, and it's a bit obscure, and they're kind. Doesn't seem like anyone else knows it's a coven of witches. No, just the main witches.
0: Yeah, only the witches.
1: So these young women are basically sort of lulled into, you know, sort of the reign of terror, as in you know the perfectionist and like the she's a dictator in the dancing room, but then she kind of strokes their cheek and you know in this sort of like. We're a family, but then you can tell when she rejects you or sends you out of the dance, it's a big deal. So there's the dictator, and there are the little puppets on the string. And I feel like that worked together, in a way. And then sort of they stuck in there the idea, or kind of planted in my mind the seed of... These particular witches in this particular place are very bitter about however World War II went down because she kept saying the dance that she's trying to do right now is because of what went down in the 40s, like World War II. So something happened to devastate them back then, and they're trying to bring it back now. I just felt like it it all fit together because he, the old man, is suffering from not knowing whatever happened to his wife, and he tried to find her, and... You know, he's... I don't know. It all fit together to me.
0: Yeah, well, I... I what, you you know, that is how I see it fits together, but I, it, to me, it just felt disjointed watching, watching it. And I don't know if that's the editing or the way it feels like it's two separate things rather than it all... I, I mean, this movie's also broken. Like we watched The House That Jack Built recently by Lars von Trier. It was split up into a bunch of chapters. Mm-hmm. This movie is also using that is it's uh what is it six acts and an epilogue or yeah five and i acts? don't
1: disagree with you that this movie is a bit of its own ass that was one of your first comments and i agree there's quite a bit of self-indulgent yeah
0: like know, a lars von trier film and i don't
1: cinema stuff going on and artsy fartsy and the politics and all that and so that is a very overthought way of you know framing your movie i think it is anyway the,
0: act, the acts, it being separated into acts yeah for, I for mean, no apparent well I'm, i guess there is a reason but
1: yeah there's reasons i mean they're they're artists they, i
0: mean it may yeah but you know when you put like a title card that says like this is act one this is act two this is act three sometimes like it just makes it appear more artsy that the just the fact of putting those cards on lars von trier does it in all his movies Right. And sometimes you're like, yeah, I understand in the house that Jack built, they're actually very, it's almost like watching five different stories, little, little vignettes. This movie isn't, because it's a, it, they they don't mark a point or anything, these things. It's just. It doesn't oh, appear to, no. No, here's another chapter, you know, and here's this cool, you know, uh, graphic we can throw up on the screen, like.
1: But I don't, I don't think they're quite that pretentious. I mean,
0: that's unreasonable. I don't know. Can't it just not read their There, minds. Is, there is some <laughs> elements of pretentious, isn't there? There is. Yeah,
1: but I don't know. I can't read their mind if they're like, oh, if I put this on the screen, I'm going to appear to be cool or anything. Like, I don't know that no, about them.
0: But as far as all the pretentious and the long running time and those things that I did not like, there are things I really liked too. Um, I think it was really beautifully shot. It looks, I mean... Beautiful is not the word probably because it's supposed to look really grim and all the color is sucked out. And then when they do dancing, there's more color in those shots, usually down to the outfits. Um, um, the dancing is really amazing. Dakota yeah. Johnson, who's not a dancer, you'll know her from um, Fifty Shades of Grey series. Um, she learned, No, she said she learned ballet, but like when you're watching this, it's kind of a mixture of ballet and modern da- modern dance, right? Like, yeah. Uh, but she, you can tell she's putting her heart and soul. You know that part where she has to jump up and down a lot? Yeah. And she, it it's almost like torture. Meaningful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you kind of, I got that thing, like I did from Black Swan, another movie where you realize how much torture like dancers put themselves through for the art. I got all that from that. I really like that. The actual. Um, horror that is in this movie which I said uh, uh, would you agree that it's probably like 10 to 12 minutes of the entire movie is the horror part
1: Um, I don't know I mean you're talking about just visual gore not
0: just visual gore visual like there are some scenes that are kind of psychological a little bit too
1: I think there's more than 12 minutes
0: maybe 15
1: no I think a lot of it is psychologically tormenting so I don't. I wouldn't boil it down to that visually. Yes, it's not got a lot of. I mean, I don't know. That last scene's pretty long. Yeah, now. there
0: are two major scenes that are um, the parts where people would probably get upset at that point. The people with less strong stomach. Uh, those people would not still be watching. <laughs> no, probably <not>. they'd have <laughs> probably left sure. by then. They?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: But these parts, you're going to, you know, if you're not already upset in this theatre watching this, uh, because you're like, oh, this isn't the kind of movie I came to see. And then it starts going into the the first one, which is like this really cool idea, I think. There's some witches over here, and there's a, let's say, a new witch (laughs) doing a really cool dance. And this dance is transferring onto this other woman in another room, oh that
1: was really cool
0: making her do a really violent dance that actually let's say dance yourself to death is probably what it is (laughs) right Mm. i mean she literally dances herself to death
1: i didn't feel like she was dancing i felt like it was like a a fight scene so that the one person is throwing the punches and the other person's reacting but she's
0: doing dance moves
1: yeah, but she's reacting to the other person shoving, kicking, twisting, you know, like that. And that's what's contorting her so badly.
0: And that was a really cool idea. And it's really gruesome. There's some really vile, like, body horror stuff on that, right? No, Definitely. Like like a, the jaw thing. And it's just, it's kind of gross to look at. It's, it's, it's really pretty over there, here where they keep showing you Dakota Johnson doing the dance. And then over here, it's like vile. Like it's, you know, there's, this vomit, this pee—it's <laughs> just gross. Like it's really gross. I love that. I thought it was really visually interesting the way it cut between them. And then there's another scene towards the end, well, pretty much the end, which is pretty glorious. I think, don't you think? Which one? The other big scene. It's oh, let's yeah. call it the crimson scene because it's very it is red,
1: very crimson.
0: Yeah, um, and it is interesting i didn't expect it to end up like that 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 kind of crazy and gross
1: yeah very f- out there
0: yeah really out there and and you know odd camera work at that point like slow motion and weird kind of stuttery camera work it was just interesting it wasn't like the rest of the movie it just kind of went to this whoa this is weird i do you agree with me there was actually some bad makeup effects in that end part yes Absolutely. That, that kind of just looked silly. like, And it was like, oh.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, what?
0: Like, what happens with that is there's this old witch. She's, um, you know, she's got a lot of prosthetics on her body to make her look like. It this. looked
1: like from Peter Jackson's first movie.
0: It did. <laughs> it, it did. And it removes a lot of the horror, doesn't it? Like, absolutely. You're
1: more like, what? You're more the like, heck.
0: That's a bit cheap looking. You know what? I'll compare that to another film called Tusk. Yeah. Because. Once it gets revealed, the Tusk thing, and you see how shitty it looks, the horror's removed. You're just like... You're just like, why couldn't they spend some more money on that? (laughs) Yeah, it removed the horror. I thought that Tusk was actually quite an effective horror movie up until the part that they revealed the Tusk. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there was some really trashy-looking, crappy... But then again, there was also some cool stuff, like the... uh, I won't I won't give it, but it's a huge spoiler about this, yeah, you know there there was some stuff that looked really good towards the end, but I was like, "Oh, look at that really bad. um, what about Tilda Swindon as an old man makeup Did you like that makeup? Yeah, I did too. There was times where you can't really tell it's her correct, and I said to you, the only time that um I mean, I knew it was her, but I said to you, it's hard for a woman." to fully do a man's walk. So when she was walking as this little old man, I could see woman walk. <laughs> and I just think it's really hard to disguise that because we're so tuned into like, Oh, there's a True. man walking. There's a woman walking. We just can see it all the time. So that was the only thing that threw me off with her. But there was parts where I was like, damn that old man makeup. It's really good. Um, So as a whole, there are parts I like parts I don't like, like in all films, is there anything you just like everything?
1: Oh uh, no. Well, uh, yeah, probably like True Romance and Midnight Run, Wizard of
0: Oz. Can you call? You, know, my you can probably still call to one one thing in even those right where you're like, oh, don't,
1: no, really, not in those. No, no.
0: Nope. I would say probably for me in Magnolia, I would say True Romance. I would definitely say is a perfect movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I would also say
1: this will, con- this will be a this be controversial. Is?
0: This would be controversial, wouldn't it? Okay. Top Gun is a perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> well that's a gun. I mean, I can well. watch Top Gun, right? And there isn't a scene, right, where I go, Oh, I wish this scene was over. I can't wait to get to the next No, I like all of it. So I get that's just me, right? But Yeah. <laughs> well, it probably isn't just me. No, I'm sure you
1: are not the only one who loves loves the Top Gun.
0: But um this movie has it's definitely divisive Because
1: it's divisive as in somebody on that couch watching that movie is going to say, what the fuck is this? And I'm turning it off. Yeah. And then the other person's like, no, no, I want to see what what happens. And then that's, that's it.
0: (laughs) It's off. For your mainstream moviegoer, there's a lot like fighting against them in this movie. The first thing would be, you know, maybe the trailer has advertised it as like this cool horror movie. I'm sure it did. I bet the trailer made it not seem like what it is like they do. Sure. Uh, And then you come into it going, oh, this looks like a cool, you know, I've seen some blood in the trailer and I've seen some dancing, it looks. And then it starts and there's a lot of subtitles in this movie too, which is another battle for some people. And
1: they did go quite fast. I will complain. I love subtitles. I like reading subtitles. I think some of the best ones we've ever seen were, um, what were they called? Day and Night, Night Watch and Day Watch. Yeah. The Russian yeah. You know, vampire movies, they did their subtitles in a way where it was like animated integrated. Yeah. Into the scene and like floating near where you need to be watching. Like if someone's doing something, the words would kind of go up to them, not distracting. This was like very clear at the bottom, but quick. They were a little bit too quick at times.
0: Right. Yeah. So these are the things that would fight against your mainstream audience. There's a lot of subtitles. It's also plays like an art house film for the first twenty minutes or so, I would say. You know, it's period thing. It's not instantly like it doesn't start on like an opening scene to like suck you in like it's a gross horror thing. It doesn't do any of that. True. Got a slow build up. Stuff doesn't happen for a while actually. You know, it's not it's not your template for a normal Hollywood movie. It's not Halloween, what we just reviewed, for instance.
1: But that's not a negative.
0: No, it isn't. But for your average, you know, for your mainstream audience, if the trailer, is, like Mother, has sold them something, I could see a lot of divisive, what the fuck, fo- people walking out, this is mm-hmm. not what I came to see. You know, because this is an art type movie with some horror, but it's not Halloween and it's not, you know, Get Out. It's, it's different to that. Also, not a criticism.
1: Because no. not every movie wants to be like every other movie.
0: No, and for the fans of like the original Suspiria, it's not. If you're just expecting some a remake, it's not that. It's it's taking the bones of that and making a new, brand new thing, which you may like or you may not.
1: Like you said, the only thing is there are witches, there's a coven, and that's it.
0: And a dance studio. Yeah, yeah. the The bare bones of what the original thing was. This is more of a, like, fleshing that out. Not a pun, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs)
1: There's a little flesh.
0: Yeah, there is. So uh, that's how I feel about it before we get to the cast. Like I said to you, it's... I don't feel like, oh, you know, like some people go, oh, God, I just want my two hours and 30 minutes back. I don't feel like that because I experienced something. I definitely... I will remember it. There's some creepy... Weird things in it that I'll remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but not, not, not because they're high quality or because they're good. No, because,
0: like, or you even say, interesting. Some of that stuff looks like Peter Jackson's movie that he made for like 20 bucks. In, truly,
1: in, truly did, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, because it, like I say, that, that scene, the Crimson scene, is fucked up. It's fucked up, weird. It's about as, it's like some mad satanic thing. Like, it's crazy. But then you've got, like, ru- a piece of rubber sat in the corner, like, go- and you're going, oh. That's not scary, and that's not, it's." and even the
1: voice, like, why did they think that was appropriate? Yeah, none
0: of, none of that was particularly no. good.
1: No, unfortunate, because you could have had a really, if you'd combined that with really good special effects, really good makeup, prosthetics, that could have been, like,
0: more creepy.
1: Because you know- the dude who comes up out of the basement is more interesting than her.
0: yeah. And the the grotesque dance, the deformation dance. Let's say that was actually really well done. Yeah, like, exactly. Like nothing on that made me think, "Oh, that looks tra- crappy." It looked really awesome the entire time. So I don't know. It was weird, but I really like. Also, you know when they did the actual performance in the red outfits, the actual to the people, like the the dance. Yeah. I loved that dance. It looked really cool. Yeah, it did. The red outfits were cool. The, Agree. The way the floor was blocked off with the silver tape, the whole thing just looked like it just looked like a cool thing. So, um, moving on to the cast, Dakota Johnson plays Susie Bannion. As I said earlier, you'll know her from Fifty Shades of Grey. She's actually um, Don Johnson's daughter. Um, how I really loved her in this. Right, I didn't super love the movie like I just said, but I really loved her in it. I thought she was awesome. She was really intense. She, uh, you know, when she had to audition for them at the beginning yeah. and she just did this amazing, all these amazing, I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, what the hell is she doing with a the body there? It looks like she's actually going to split herself apart. <laughs> and she was intense the entire time. She got a bit like, do you know the scene that we were just mentioning uh, at the end with the rubbery thing? Yeah. And there she's doing the thing that, that got a bit like melodramatic there.
1: Oh, definitely. With
0: her acting, it was a bit, you know. But I think to what the first two-thirds of the movie where she was being introduced to these people and she was trying to impress them and fit in, she really impressed me. What do you think of her?
1: Yeah, she was really good, and I wasn't sure if she knew what was going on all the whole time or she was sort of, like, coming into it or if she knew it already from the start, you know, because... Swindon tries to kind of, like, groom her and everything, and she looks at her and sometimes says things to her, like, sometimes I only need to be told twice. Or she touches her real gently, you know, Dakota, and says to her, like, I, I understand.
0: Yeah. Like, exactly. you don't
1: need to keep convincing me. So I'm like, I wasn't sure if she was always aware of what she was. Was and or not, you, so I like that.
0: It could be either way, right? As yeah. well, because we said there are some. If you're trying to like understand this movie fully, it's kind of difficult. There's a lot <laughs> of things unexplained, you think, <laughs> and there's a lot of, um, like you just said, Dakota could actually know every all, all along that she, what she's coming here for, yeah, or she could be completely oblivious, but there's no defi- definitive answer to that, correct? So, but I did you know, I like things like that, but. There's a lot of things where you go, huh? Towards the end, where they're trying to explain everything. It feels like there's a load of explaining going on towards the end. But not all of it makes full sense. You're kind of like, that person is another person, and another person? It's a bit confusing. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. So, Tilda Swinton, you'll all know. she plays
1: Swinton. M- okay, I thought it was Swindon.
0: Swinton. She plays Madame Blank. She also plays Dr. Joseph Klemperer. And Helena Marcos.
1: Which is what doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it does, some it of it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. It doesn't 100% make sense.
0: It makes sense <gasps> that she plays Madame Blanc and Dr. Joseph Klemperer. Yeah,
1: that's fine. But they refer to her as Blanc and Marcos, but then Blanc and Marcos get votes to be who's in charge, and if she's all that, yeah. it didn't make any sense.
0: No. So she plays three things, but. Now, you know when Tilda's being Madame Blanc and she's training the dancers? Mm-hmm. She's fucking on fire. She is yeah.
1: super intimidating, and I was just like, whoa, like leaning back thinking, she's unapproachable. <laughs> yeah, mean, she's, you know what I mean?
0: Like I was kinda, convinced. like She's kind of terrifying, but then she's motherly. And then she's cruel, and then she's kind. True. She's everything at once. When she was pulling those curtains, she's it's raining that day.
1: Oh my god, that was so for such a simple thing. It yeah. seemed really intimidating. Like, she's literally
0: uh, just pulling some curtains closed. Yeah. And I was like, oh. It, You're like, it,
1: she's shutting you off from the rest of the world? And shit is
0: going down today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this so, yeah. isn't
1: good, girls. Don't let
0: her do it. No, I think she was awesome as madame blank dr joseph klemperer it was a bit too much of a um it was a bit fiddly for me like it was like oh i know it's her in an old man makeup mm. it's kind of bugging me a lot and the helena Marcos, i don't i don't think i still get it Probably.
1: well she see when she was all the same person yeah or was she not and i'm just so not wasn't watching it right
0: yeah <laughs> Somebody explain that part. Please do. I didn't get it. I want you know. to
1: understand, but I'm like, I don't get why you think she's two different people.
0: Yeah, because you're all, you're all, you're not mental. But, you but she then got a here, spell in the okay, role? but
1: here's this. There was one scene where some people were going up the stairs. It's like an old grandiose um, art deco building that's sort of run down from the outside. Apparently, you know, you would assume from that's the awesome. war and it's all disheveled from the outside so inside it's just they have taken over this building as their school or whatever so as they're all going up including madame blanc with the long hair tilda swindon walks past going up the other way but yeah, with super does. short hair but it's never even addressed nothing she just walks past i think it was her
0: yeah it looked totally like it. i thought that too and i was like is this just like is it we know at this point no, they're probably witches is this just a weird trick they're doing? Or...
1: Exactly. Or what, is she invisible to them? Like, that's yeah. why I was like, whoa. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff, though.
0: But none of it kind of hits you properly, does it? And when they actually try and explain it at the end, you're like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> and then you watch the extras and you're like, what? That doesn't even make
0: any sense. Oh, yeah, sense. the extras actually tell you a thing where you're like, oh, so you're, you're actually clarifying it. But not
1: well. No. <laughs>
0: Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, who you'll know as Hit Girl. She was Hit Girl. She plays Patricia. Um, what do you think of what Chloe? What do you think?
1: You're, um, the, you're I, the kick-ass guy. I thought,
0: she, I thought you know, that opening scene where she was talking to um, old man Swinton? Mm-hmm. I thought, she was, <laughs> I thought she was terrible.
1: She was a bit on the dramatic side, like, as you would say.
0: I, I, I thought, oh, this was my thought. Oh, we're going for this kind of super melodramatic thing? hmm And then another scene, the the next scene happened and I was like, Oh, these people are not doing it. They're not doing that. So okay, it's not that. It's just her (laughs) like over overacting. Uh
1: yeah, there was a bit. I mean she was
0: I mean she was talking to the psychiatrist.
1: And she was being traumatized, so she'd
0: been traumatized, but still it came across as a bit actor going Yeah trying to show off. Um, And she's in some of... She's not in the movie a lot. No. So what did you think of her?
1: Same. That was like, uh, Kind of like what you think you're supposed to do when you're acting like a person who's convinced of some things that could be a delusion or they might be mentally ill or they're not at all and no one's listening to them. And this is how you're supposed
0: to do it. That's how it looked to me. And I really like her as hit girl. It's just that was a bit me. But uh, Mia Goth, who plays Sarah, I really liked her. She's, I looked her up. She's been in quite a few horror films. She's like a horror actress. What do you think of her, Yeah, Sarah? she was good. She's just like, she had this kind of, like, she's friendly, but then she was really intense as well.
1: Yeah, kind of quiet, but then you're not really sure what she's up to. I like that.
0: Yeah. So um, this is directed by Luca Guadagino. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry.
1: <laughs> Are you apologizing to him or to me?
0: Apologizing to him <laughs> for my, my terrible pronunciation of his name. He made a, a movie that... I mean, he's made a bunch of movies, including one about Tilda Swinton, which I just found out, a documentary about her. Um, but he also made the movie Call Me By Your Name, which was nominated for Best Picture last year um, at the Oscars. And this guy's made a lot of short films, but nothing that I recognized, and a lot of Italian stuff. So um, we didn't see Call, you, Call Me By Your Name, so we can't really comment. We just saw the clips when we watched the Oscars, right? That's yeah. about as much as we saw of it. So what do you think of his directing?
1: I mean, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Because, it's really a mixed bag. Yeah, because, you know, there are times when it is, as we've both said, very indulgent, as in... We're all clever, intellectual, um, artists. Movie or maybe they people. are. And it's one of those situations, I've mentioned it on several different movies, where the person making it, include, and the people making it, are all clued in to the whole of the story. And then when they go to tell us, it lacks something, because they've filled it all in already. Everything they know, everything about the story, and then when it comes off, when it comes time to tell us the story, it's like they don't even know they've left out something. And now, I like movies where I get confused and I don't have to have an explanation for everything, that's fine with me. But when you're telling me a story, it does need to have, unless you've sold me the idea completely that this is just so random and out there that. You know, as it's nonsensical surrealism, so just let it go. But that's not really how they were selling this story. No. So there's something in his mind, and all the people that he has sat with for hours and hours, like the cast and the production crew, everybody. This is the story, and this is the backstory, and this is this character's life in the background. We don't know that. We don't know. He said something in the extras, and I was just like, "What?"
0: Yeah, when he said whatever he said in the extras, and I'm not remembering it right now, but. We both went, oh.
1: Oh, that explains well, that. Now or, we know, now yeah. I know what happened there. Yeah. So that to me is a little bit of a syndrome that some directors, some produce production people have. And when they watch it, they've got all the information in their head to fill it all in. And we don't. And so I feel like that was going on a little bit here. Yeah. I don't know what information <clears throat> it was. Or anything like that, I'm just saying, that's kind of how I felt a lot of the time, was like, somebody else knows the significance of whatever, or, you know, who this character represents, or the allegory that they're trying to get across, all that shit that I don't know, and it's never explained. The um, It's like looking at old paintings, and you're supposed to understand all the symbolism, like, there's a dove in the corner you're never gonna and get a that. circle in the bottom never. and there's one part of a wing and it has a black speckle on it and you're supposed to understand what all that is unless you've studied it and know it well then some pretentious person who comes along who maybe painted it they know yeah and then they look at you like you're an idiot because you don't know
0: yep As a side gripe of mine <laughs> um i have to say the blu-ray cover which is also the movie poster is awesome because it doesn't it's tilda swindon i'm guessing
1: I don't think it's awesome I think it's really dumb because it has nothing to do with the movie except for that one
0: I scene I love that they're not promoting the movie on the face of a star like because there's no face
1: right but then this image means nothing in the movie it is a literal split second in a dream that she's fed yeah. to her in her mind it's like completely incongruous and to the, the Suspiria
0: movie. logo is reminiscent of the one from the old movie
1: yeah but again doesn't mean anything to me and I was like what? When that was only a tiny bit of the movie, I was, I was not sold on that whole cover
0: idea. So uh, extras on this Blu-ray, there are a few. The Making of Suspiria, The Secret Language of Dance, and The Transformation of Suspiria. They're, they're standard-y. It's not, when, it, when I see like the making of and then the name of the movie, I always think, oh, awesome, we're going to really see how the movie was made. You're not really here.
1: I mean, they did show us in the other one about how they did The Woman Who Was All Contorted.
0: And yes, broken. they did, uh, which was cool, but mm-hmm. it was so brief. Like, I mean, it was less than three minutes. It was enough. I oh. like uh, to see. i like really delving into the behind the scenes.
1: But that was enough,
0: let's be honest. But these were not great as in terms of extras. I mean, they're very brief, probably nine minutes altogether. Um, You do get some interviews. <clears throat> That's about it. Did you want more for this one? I did. I wanted a commentary. I really wanted to hear what this director w- was thinking about some of these scenes. But there is no commentary. So... um no, to keep you guessing. Thanks to Lionsgate and Amazon for sending us an early review copy. Next week, we're going to review... Going from, like, this movie to Crazy Rich Asians, which is probably, like, the other side of the spectrum of movies. Wouldn't you say? I don't know. I haven't seen it. You've seen the trailer, so you kind of know that it's, like, commercial and it's uh, mainstream, it's about as far away from Susperia as you can be. <laughs> so we're going, uh, we're going from Susperia to Crazy Rich Asians, and that'll be next week. Movie recommendations? I am going with my favourite witchy movie, and it's uh Witchy Pooh. No, it's not Witchy Pooh. It's The Witch, which is an awesome witch movie. I like that movie better than this one. Also by Lionsgate, right? What was it? Yeah, A twenty four Lionsgate. Uh, and my other one is the original Suspiria. Now, after seeing this, I want to go and see it to see if it is what I remember.
1: I'm going to guess no.
0: Because I watched it when I was like a teenager. Would I wouldn't have seen as many films as I have now. I would have been impressed really no, quickly. Yeah, that's
1: what I was saying. Like, we're very, we cling to things. Like, the reason I probably love true romance so much is that the circumstance under which I saw it I had just gone to, there's a little side story for you. I had just gone to Florida to go live. My sister lived down there and I went to her little apartment very near a beach. She said, I'm going to go get some beer and some food. And uh, she didn't come back for like three days. So I was just at her apartment. There was some old frozen, old pizza, a frozen pizza, some beer in the fridge. That was about it. Had no money, nothing, you know. So I just sat there, and she had the old cable box, you know, clickety-click, click, click. You had to, like, click around to watch the different things. I'm watching HBO just sitting there endless hours, and then on came True Romance. And in that sort of surreal where I could step outside and see palm trees, and there's a beach I could hear, and I'm sort of on my own. I was only 23, 24 years old. And then I sat and watched this movie, and it had this sort of, like, wacky, crazy... I don't even know how to describe it, but that made a huge impression on me. So then, during the course of those three days, of course, it's HBO. They played it over and over. I kept watching it over and over every time it came on. So that that's one of the reasons I love it. Not necessarily because it's great. I don't know if it's great because I don't have a perspective on it anymore. You know, I mean, that's I'm sort of like wallow in that moment. No, and well. now when I watch it, it just brings up that same like, wow, this is. Fucking awesome movie, I love this It's, you know, the fight scene And the romance And the, you know
0: Here's my true romance story, right? Um, <laughs> It came out And I was re- heavily into Tarantino Anything that Tarantino touches or I'd smells. never
1: heard of Quentin Tarantino at that time
0: Yeah, well I just wanted to see everything And it was on it, this little tiny It didn't come out mainstream In the theatres, it came in art Theatres and there's an art theatre in the middle of Manchester and nobody would go with me. Like, they are all like, go to an art theatre. So, and I, I went to the art theatre on my own and watched it. And I came out and I was like, fuck, that was awesome. Like, what the hell? Like, I can't...
1: Yeah, what is it though? What is it like about I that movie?
0: And, and it's not directed by Tarantino, it's directed by Tony Scott, but it's a Tarantino script. And it feels like a Tarantino movie, a lot. And I came out, I was like, holy shit, that was awesome. And I went to work and I said to one of my friends, there's this movie, it's only in this art House theatre, probably like it. Oh, and he's like, art House theatre? No, nah, d- it's going to be garbage. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's really like a, fair, a movie that would be in just a normal multiplex. Come and see it. I want to go and see it again. I went to see it again, basically, he took him with me. And he was like, that week he was trying to get everybody to go and see nah. this movie. So that was how that movie. I ended up seeing it on my own and then seeing it maybe three times more with different people. And the same with Pulp Fiction. I ended up taking people to see it.
1: No wonder we're married, you know? (laughs) We have no explanation for why that movie would speak to both of us. Like, it's not like artsy-fartsy or anything. No. We're not even talking about an artsy movie. That's very mainstream. It's got a romance and a... Bad guys and you know,
0: gunfights,
1: gunfights, and very of its time, you know. But cool music, memories. Oh, yeah, very cool music,
0: you know. Um, so yeah, that's our uh, so we both <laughs> will both recommend true romances. Yeah,
1: well. we'll just add that in there, <laughs> absolutely. All
0: right, yours are
1: mine are uh, The Witch, also because oh. it was just. Captivating, also a little bit up its own ass. I can't disagree with the fact that it's re, if you talk about melodramatic, it has a lot of that going on, but it's very, it sucked me in. Um, just creepy, and you weren't quite sure what was going on, which I really loved. Um, and the television show Bewitched, because that's the whole other side (laughs) of witchery, (laughs) you know. And it's funny when you think about Bewitched, you know, there's Samantha and she just wants to, you know, be a housewife and ignore her magic, which always annoyed me. But then she does, they do go to these like conferences for witches and there are some of them dressed in all black and you have the ones that look a little more on the, from the dark side. You know what I mean? So I'm like, they were toying with it, but they couldn't because it was Bewitched, like a wacky 70s TV show. That's true. So I would say watch The Witch. And then get Bewitched to kind of balance you back
0: out. All right, so talking about horror stuff again, I've been playing a cool game this week. Resident Evil 2 came out on Friday, so I'm not super far into it, but you have seen that I've played quite a bit already. Mm-hmm. It's a remake of Resident Evil 2, which is widely regarded as the best Resident Evil. I don't disagree, to be honest. It is. It's that they kind of learned from... All the crappy things about the first one, they fixed. It's a lot bigger than the first one. It's got all the puzzles and the zombie killing that you know and love. (laughs) On a Resident Evil note, by the way, Sid Talk. Yeah. Netflix have announced this week they're doing a, like the Marvel shows, a Resident Evil show. Nice. Like a live action. Nothing to do with the movies. An actual straight up Resident Evil with Capcom. Um, behind it. So. You know
1: me. I'm in. If it's zombies, I'm in.
0: I also feel like Netflix could make a good Resident Evil show. You know?
1: Is this because they lost all their Marvel shows? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> you know?
0: Because they're doing The Witcher and Resident Evil, which are two high-profile video games. So so
1: they're going a whole other direction now that they don't have all of their Marvels. Yeah, I feel
0: They've like... They've lost their Marvels. You know, um, Mila Jovovich's Resident Evil movies, while they're fun, they're very dumb and crappy, aren't they?
1: Hey, watch it. That's Lou Dallas you're talking about.
0: Uh, Yeah, but I mean, those Resident Evil movies are not the best. They don't really do it justice, the franchise of it. That's fair. I think somebody else could. But anyway, Resident Evil 2, it's a remake of the original. It's not just like a upscale, like, let's make it, let's take the original game and make it like 1080p. It's taking the original game and like Suspiria, actually, going back to the original thing and making a new thing, but expanding on it in a big way. And how they've expanded on it is they've modernized everything. The graphics are amazing, just, you know, up to today's standards.
1: So you're saying you don't like it the way you don't like Suspiria? Uh,
0: no, you know, <laughs> video games are a weird thing. Sometimes, I've said to you a lot of times this, the memory of a video game is better than the game. Absolutely. So Resident Evil 2, if I just picked up the original now and, and tried to play that, the controls are just, it's just so dated. It's really hard to control. It's, but it looks bad to today's standard, even to then. It was just a bunch of polygons. You know, it's very rudimentary. Um, so sometimes the memory, because when you did play it back in the day, it was amazing because you'd never seen anything better than that. But when you go back 20 years later, it's been out 20 years, this game. It's like, oh, I don't remember it being quite so. I don't remember the voice acting being so terrible, those kind of things. So, what they did here was they took the beloved Resident Evil 2 and made a brand new 2019 version of it. It's all in. It's not in the old camera angles. It's like, you know, it looks like Call of Duty, if, but you can see the guy, it's third person. The story is the same, mostly. But there have been some surprises that I won't spoil, because they don't. They try to stick to exactly what the story is and the layout of the game, but then they play with that a little bit. So just when you think, I'll go around this corner and I know what is there, well, it isn't quite exactly what you think. I really like how they did that, because it, it doesn't piss me off as a person going, oh, I really want it to be the same, because it's subtle. It might just be, you go down a corridor and a zombie dog jumps through a window, and you've played it so many times, the old one, you know where the zombie dog and when it's coming, so the tension's gone. So you come to that area, and you're like, oh, I'm a bit wary here, I think that dog's coming, and you walk, and the dog doesn't come, and then you go, oh, (laughs) shit. It hasn't come where I thought it was coming, so when is it coming? Like It's that kind of tension. So playing with something that people know so well, I think it makes it even scarier. So I've had lots of moments. I was playing it in. It was what time was it? Like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was playing it really late at night. The night it came out, I had my earphones in. You were asleep. I was sat at my computer, really close to the screen, earphones in, and it. Ter- I jumped about three or four times. I had to like stop and have a drink of water. I was like, what <laughs> the. F-
1: <laughs> I love how delicate you are, honey.
0: So, as far as making you scared, if you play it in the right environment, you will definitely be scared. The sound effects, the whole thing. Um, what's really cool about it, too, is because it's Resident Evil 2, you get two campaigns. There's one where you play as Leon, and then there's one where you play as Claire Redfield. The Claire Redfield story is a different story to Leon's. So, when you've finished playing as Leon, you get to play the game all over again it's in the same location but it's a different scenario because you're not leon you're claire and claire encounters different things during that night than what leon does and you might come across leon at some points because leon comes across claire at some point so that's how they've done it and it it lets you play it twice but it's not the same at all it's different voice acting different cut scenes it's a different story the second time around and I believe there is also a third storyline when you finish it two times with a totally different character. So you can look forward to that. So it's Resident Evil 2. I give it really. If I had to give it a score, it's like a 10 out of 10. I don't think anybody, usually when they remake a game, they don't pay this much attention. Like they don't, they just kind of slap it out there. This one, you can tell they really worked hard on it. And the puzzles are so... They're kind of hard, but they're really satisfying when you figure them out. I figured one out just recently. Or you have
1: your them. wife do it for you.
0: <laughs> and one of the things in the game that is really the same as the old one is you very rarely have any any or bullets. Any, You know, you've got a gun and you've got, you can pick some bullets up and you might have six and then three zombies come and you use your six to kill the three zombies and then the next corner you go around you've got nothing. So you're like... It's a lot of, well, I can walk around that corner and there'll be some zombies and how am I supposed to deal with it? Because you can't melee kill them, because you can't, unless you've got a knife. And sometimes you might not have a knife. So sometimes it's just scary because you can't really deal with things. So uh, that's Resident Evil 2. I've also been playing the Grand Tour game on the PS4. Guess what? Uh, There are two new episodes, Sid doc. That I have not played yet. Nice. Because they released two this week, because it was a two-hour special on the on the show. So you can play both hours. I will be playing that. And the other game I've been playing is Fallout 76. And what I would tell you about Fallout 76 is it is a pile of old shite. <laughs> do not buy. Do not spend any money on that one. Um, while I have enjoyed some of the Fallout games, in in a way, this one is an online Fallout game. Um... They do a lot of things wrong. Firstly, you come out of the vault into the, you know, America's been nuked. You come out of the vault. What they decided in this game, because it's you and other players, is there won't be any characters in the game at all. Like, there'll be nobody in the world. Everybody's dead. All there'll be is things you can find, like notes people wrote, audio recordings people did, it makes the whole thing feel like completely dead, like there's nothing to do. It's like, why can't I just meet a person? Yeah. Like an NPC who, get, who talks to me for a bit instead of just reading a piece of paper every time i come. A mission, missions basically revolve around this. You explore a little bit, you find a place, there's a note on a table, it says like, you know, I used to live here before the bombs came and then... I had to leave, and can you go down to the swamp and see if you can find my fishing rod? And it's like, well, I don't, I'm don't. i never going to meet you. You're dead, probably. Who cares if you've got a fishing rod? I don't care. It's like, really. Also, there are so many bugs in the game. I was being attacked by radiated dogs, and the dogs were upside down. With it, I wish I'd captured a video of it. The dogs were upside down because they didn't spawn properly. They were coming towards me. There was no animation either, so imagine just a static dog with its legs in the air, but it's coming towards you with no animation, like floating. That happened to me like in the first hour. Uh, There was a part where I got to this base and it was full of guys to shoot. None of the guys, the animation hadn't triggered. They were just all stood still. So I just went around and bashed them all on the head. There's a lot of that, which I'd, It's like a $60 game, I think. Uh, I don't think 60 I think they should test games before they put them out. I've never seen... You think they
1: should? No one's ever thought of that,
0: you reckon? (laughs) Well, I've never seen a game from a AAA publisher like Bethesda in such a bad state. This isn't a... It feels like it's some kind of alpha, like you're just testing it for them. It's so bad. I mean, it just put me off. Like, I was like, what the hell? The animations are not working. There was a part where I played... Like, for about half an hour, I did a load of stuff. Collected a load of stuff. I pressed save. It saved. I quit. I came in later. It forgot all that stuff I did. I was back 30 minutes. There was no save. It just didn't work. So, (laughs) at that point, I was like, F this game. I'm not even going to load it up again. So, that's Fallout 76. It is terrible. So, what's for dinner, Sid, Doc?
1: We're going to have some toast. Eggs. Beans. (laughs) Beans. <laughs> it's that the basics. Ass. Or yeah, it's 8 o'clock, so yeah. We'll stick with that. I don't even know if I want to cook anything. What would you want as
0: an alternative? What, that doesn't involve cooking? Yeah. Like bread. get
1: Take away. Bread. <laughs> no, from somewhere. Anywhere. Oh. Anywhere. Name a place. Doesn't mean I'll go. I'm just saying. Live your fantasy out.
0: <laughs> Subway. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> That's always it's the furthest away and they don't have a drive-thru. They have
0: the best sauce on the bread.
1: They do, but they don't have a drive-thru and their chips suck.
0: I don't mind their chips, Miss Vicky's.
1: I know you don't. Well, I do. So it's not gonna be Subway. We'll just go with the eggs
0: and the toast. Yes. And the beans.
1: And I'm gonna say am I, is it my turn now?
0: It's your turn for advice. Your my
1: advice is isn't advice. It is a comment. Just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I think you're wrong. It means I don't agree with you. (laughs) You can have two points of view, and then the reality of the situation is actually different from either of your points of view. It doesn't, when you disagree with someone, it doesn't mean one or the other is correct. Are you talking to me? No. Well, no. I don't (laughs) think so. Not really. I mean, I'm always right when it comes to you and I having a disagreement, so that's, that's settled. I just mean all these stupid fucking people who get so annoyed when you don't agree with their politics or their religion or some other stupid bullshit. And they think by disagreeing with them, you're telling them they're wrong. Now, if it's a fact, like a date in history or something like that, that you can very easily say that's incorrect because here's the actual date and here's what happened. Even that these days, who knows, right? It's questionable. True. Um, occasionally. So a fact is a fact. So if I'm incorrect about a fact, that's different than being wrong about an idea or wrong about how to make a choice or live a life or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. And that if I don't agree with what you're saying, it doesn't mean I think you're wrong for you. It means I just dis- disagree. And don't try to make me come at it. Uh, like, I can. you can try to help me see it from your point of view. Don't try to make me adopt your point of view. Don't like that shit. So,
0: get over well, yourself. <laughs> you've been told.
1: <laughs> you've been told. You can argue with a person. Argument means you both have different points of view that you lay out in whatever, whatever you think you know about the thing. That's it. And you're just trying to inform the other person. You can debate it, arguing, whatever. Whatever the conclusion is, you may end up changing your mind. You may not. And then you just walk away and go, fair enough. You know, unless it is an act of violence or it is something factual that the other person is trying to promote that's absolutely incorrect. Then it's irresponsible. However, it's just ideas and how you want to live your life that isn't stepping on someone else or harming someone else. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you want to disagree, <laughs> go to our website, sayscully dot com, Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You've <laughs> given the chance. You can uh, catch us on uh, Google Play. You catch this podcast there. Also iTunes. Also, you can say to your Amazon device, "I'm." I'm it's a minefield. if I say Amazon, my thing goes off. If I say. A word my thing goes off. Correct. See look, my tablet just searched for <laughs> my thing goes off. It searched for that. That's funny. All right, so you can say whatever word you use to wake up your A word and you can say listen to after the show movie podcast on TuneIn. It will play you the latest episode. You can also go to com. just click on the word podcast. You can listen on the page. There's many subscription options including a new one where you can subscribe via email and it will send you an email every Monday morning, which you can just play from the email. We're also on YouTube. You can email feedback to me at ascoli.com. Do not email Sid Talk unless you want an argument. <laughs> Discussion. And uh, finally, stay classy, uh, Miss Dakota Johnson. She spent two years, do you know, this is some trivia training to dance for this movie right Got some dedication
1: yeah and i'm gonna say think you for yourself or someone will do it for you